Booyah! What's going on? Hey, how you doing? Hey, so in the previous episode, we were kind of talking about what would you name a team of assembled monsters that would combine to battle the Nian. Now, the Nian, if you haven't listened to the past episode, for those listeners listening now, right? Yeah. You, you may wish to do that, but he is a monster who eats children and was maybe named Nian because that was kind of a sound he makes um, when he was shrieking into villages, trying to kill their children and devour them. Right, yeah. So he'd come in going like, Nian, Nian. What would you name that creature, the, the team that would set out to kill that creature? What do you think? Because doesn't he kind of sound like a Pokemon if he's like Nian? We talked about that last episode. Yeah. Okay. Any ideas? Oh, yeah. I got a, I had a pretty good idea afterwards. Yeah, what do you think? I think we just call him Team Rocket. Oh, my God. Because they're trying to get Pokemon? Yeah, yeah. And he might be a Pokemon? Right, yeah. Holy shit. But, uh, yeah, we can see if what everybody else comes up with. I think we're going to post something on our Instagram yeah, page. We right? may have, yeah, we may have... Yeah, we may have already posted it, or it's coming out. Yeah, but um, probably when this episode gets. Yeah, right. Out. Yeah, exactly. The next one we'll know kind of what we'll be able to report back with the uh, the best names, mm-hmm. and then we'll tell you who decided who impressed us and who let us down. Did you disappoint me, or did you make me real happy? Yeah, I guess we'll find out. We will know in time. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, man, this is Word and Feared, podcast about crazy, paranormal, supernatural, mythological tales and events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is, I'm Nick, that's Zach. Zach, how you doing tonight? Doing good. How you feel? You feeling like you want to go bother Seamus? O'Houlihan? Not Bare tonight. hands? Okay. I mean, it's kind of rainy out All right. and cold. Kind of want to give him a blanket. Yeah. All right. So we'll leave him alone. So that just means we're going to be in this establishment getting crazy by ourselves. Yeah. Cool. Hey, you know what I'm down for? That. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, I told the tale last week. What do you got in store for me tonight? We're going to take a a new route tonight. One I don't believe we've really touched on. Elaborate. I will. I'm always in... I will get there. Okay. This has got a little bit of weird. That's okay. A lot of feared. Oh, but uh, we're going to talk about one of the U.S.'s greatest unsolved murder mysteries. Let's do it. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, not so much supernatural stuff, but... It doesn't have to be. Is it kind of weird? Oh, it is kind of weird. All right, we're in tune. Right. So, January 15th, 1947, L.A. Okay. Betty Bersinger left her house... To go for a walk with her daughter. Normal. Her three-year-old daughter. Pretty early in the morning. They were walking down the street. And they came up to the corner of Norton and 39th Street. Okay. Where there were several vacant lots. All right. Overgrown with weeds. Something caught Betty's eye. And she was... Thought it was unsettling. Okay. She, uh, listening to her recount the story years later, she didn't realize how unsettling until afterwards, because she just thought it was something that could scare the kids. 
Sure. She believed she had spotted a mannequin laying out in the weeds. Normal. Great. Right. What she thought was she was convinced it was a mannequin. It was very pale. Oh, uh, no. No complexion whatsoever. Oh, no. And it was in two pieces. Oh, no. So, being a responsible neighborly woman, uh, she took her daughter and went to the nearest house that had a telephone. And, like I said, she was just really worried that it was going to scare the kids that were out that that morning. Sure. Just being a weird mannequin. Yeah. So she called the police. The police were like, okay, we'll go. We'll go check it out. We'll take care of it. And they did. Yeah, how how did the uh, taking care of it go? Oh, all hell broke loose. Oh, my God. Because, uh, so back in the 1940s, post-World War II. Yes. News was big. Newspapers. Huge. It was everything. Everything everybody got. All their information. From. That was the internet. Right. You needed the newspaper in your life. So, uh, journalists mm-hmm. are on top of things. Yep. They hear a phone call come in to the police. Yeah. They go check it out. Sometimes faster than the police can get there. Oh, shit. Because they have nothing else to do because this is their job. Right. And in this case, they beat the police there. <coughs> so what they found... It's pretty horrifying, really. So this pale figure that was uh, in the grass was not a mannequin. What? How Betty believed. It was a woman. I was going to say, what was it? It was a woman. God damn it. And some of the pictures are pretty brutal. Because mm. uh, the... Like I said, the newspapers got there first. They brought cameras. They bought reporters. The police showed up afterwards. Yeah, no censoring. They're like, we see it. This is what we got. Yeah. Everybody's going to see what we got to show them. Damn it. Yeah, so what they saw was pretty horrifying. So what they found was a severely mutilated body. It was completely severed at the waist, drained entirely of blood, which is what left it looking mannequin-esque, because there's no blood in it whatsoever. Is that a picture? That is a picture. No one can see it, but I can. Right. It's pretty, uh... Oh my god, it looks terrible. Like, she's been out... Is that her legs at the top? Yep. Just, like, spread apart? Yep. Jesus. I'll get to that. Go go ahead. You tell me. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so, uh... She was... Posed, cut in half. Uh, some of these cuts were very precision-like, almost unknown for the time. Sure. Um, to be this clean and not used with a saw, stuff like that. Like, oh my god! And then the fuck. The body had most certainly been washed clean of any evidence. Oh, don't do that. And. Yeah, so the vertebra, where the lower portion of the body was yes. separated, was medical almost in uh, knowledge because it, at the time, is the only place that you can cut a spine and have yeah. this. So, so that's pretty gruesome as it already. I mean, that's pretty brutal. It doesn't sound good. I'm kind of, 
Right. Oh, not uh, good. No blood. No nothing. Just clean. And then the woman's face had also been mutilated. And it was given what is known as a Glasgow smile. Not those. Which. Don't do that. Yeah. Or the Chelsea grin. Or for those who don't know, what is that? It's, uh, you seen the Joker from The Dark Knight? I have. It's basically that. It's Those not, scars. It's not good. Right. It's, uh, it was, I want to say English, uh, gangsters at the time. It was something that they used. God they would it. use a broken bottle or utility knife or something like that. And they would cut you from your, the corner of your mouth up to your ear on both sides. So Yeah, cool idea. And who thinks about that? Like, that'll be fine. You got a mouth? You want a bigger one? Okay. Other other parts of her body had been what happened to mutilated those? as well. God damn it. Parts of uh, her upper thigh had scratches and cuts. Part of her breast had been removed. Uh, I saw one account that said that she had a, ta- a thigh tattoo of a small rose. Uh-huh. That was removed, and uh, apparently found stuffed in her vagina. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, I mean, a girl with a rose tattoo in 1940, what year, seven? 1947. I mean, she was hardcore then. Right. God damn it. Yeah, and uh, she was posed, like, in a somewhat sexual manner which is just even just adds humility or yeah. even more humiliation exactly onto an already brutal thing so um this woman quickly became found out the actual so the reporters did some good work here okay uh they didn't ruin everything good which is what you would immediately <laughs> jump to you'd think right. they would just fuck everything up here. Right. But they actually had more technology, better technology than the police did in a certain sense. In a way, it makes sense, So this, the body of this woman would have remained unidentified for who knows how long, except for somebody. Uh, one of the reporters on this scene had photographs, and they took fingerprints off the body, and then they had connections to a bigger office that had some technology that allowed them to identify, or it was like almost pre-internet type stuff. I'd never heard of it until sure. Go ahead. when I was reading up on this, but they can they called it like a sonic, uh, I'm not going to be able to find it in my notes now, but it was like a sonic phone call, basically. Sure, okay. Or you, they could send pictures through oh my God. early telephone well, and just, technology. And just the idea that the, uh, the newspaper was like, we'll take some fingerprints, let's find out who she is. Right. What are you doing? Right, well... It's intense. So I got into some of that, and at this time, police and the journalists worked a lot more side-by-side. Side because Yeah, not, not now where they're seen as kind of, you're going to mess this shit up. Like, the, let the police handle it, journalists got to stay outside. Back then, it was more in-it-together teamwork type thing. Don't you miss that? Yeah. The unity? Right. Because imagine, like, modern journalism technology with... Mo- but then, then again, modern police technology is, like, off the cha- charts, I guess. Right, yeah. They want... Well, yeah, they, they would just want to... The whole point is, like, not to... Not to um, 
they've envisioned in journalists like as instilling panic. Right. Like, they're yeah. going to report the story. This is how gruesome it is. These are the uncensored, legitimate pictures we picked up. Mm-hmm. Deal with this public, and the police just want to freak out about it. Well, we'll get to some reasons why, maybe. Sure, maybe we maybe we end but, up. But uh, okay. But yeah, so okay. But they actually did help. They got the. They used their. I'm just going to call it a sonic pho- phonograph. Do it for now. Sure. And uh, they identified the body because police records of this woman were on file and the FBI and all that stuff, and they found out there's a woman named Elizabeth Short, or Beth Short. Oh, Beth. By her friends. So. Beth Short. What's up with the... What what about Beth? She was 22 when her body was discovered. Oh, no. Um, She... Was a native of Boston. She lived her youth, growing up in Medford, Massachusetts, with most of her family. Uh-huh. Um, she had some. Her parents had some issues. Ah, Jesus! What defines some issues? So, her mother was Phoebe, and her father was. Um, Her mother was Phoebe, and her father was Cleo. She had four other sisters. Jesus. Yeah. And uh, Cleo... So, I didn't know this. It's something I never thought about. Uh Uh-huh. Miniature golf courses. What about them? When do they start? Who knows? I don't know. Since the dawn of time. Yeah, sure. I imagine Adam and Eve had miniature golf courses... With the dinosaurs that ate vegetables in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, probably. Okay. But, so, Cleo, Cleo Short. Yeah. Big time miniature golf course builder. Okay. You know. Builder? Yeah. She Designer. made Designer. Oh, oh her, okay. Her father. Okay. So, you know, this is how he made his living. Then, 1929, stock market crash. You know what people aren't doing anymore? Playing miniature golf. <laughs> Just get into the golf courses. Yeah, so the... Uh, They're fun. You can pretend you're not broke as fuck. So, lost a lot of money. I you know, ima- yeah, I would He's imagine. got a bunch of kids. Yeah. 1930 rolls around. He oh. can't He can't, He can't. can't cope anymore. Oh, God damn, the th- what a 30s. What a bad decade. His car was found on a, uh, a bridge. Over the Charles River. But they found him down below fishing, right? No. No. They didn't find him. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So it was assumed that he had committed suicide. So that began kind of... I didn't... It didn't really pertain to my research a lot, but Elizabeth, or Beth. Beth. She grew up fatherless. She kind of bounced around. How old was she about when she was fatherless? Like, when did he go out of the picture? About? Six, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So. so that's her whole life. Right. So she she bounced around. She went to Florida for a few years. Uh, I want to say she hit some of the Midwest areas, like Chicago. All that stuff. Yeah. 
Eventually, she ended up out in L.A. Destination is always L.A. If you're moving around, you'll get there. Yeah, I think she got there in 1942. <sighs> at the age of 18. Damn it. Yeah. So, you know, pretty young girl. like Very young. When I was 18, I was not picking up and moving across the country. I and wish doing anything good. I wish I did. I mean, yeah. But I can't take that back. But imagine, like, no no dad jumped around from place to place just looking for a place to go. I mean, it makes sense why she's in ni- eventually, in 1947, not that they find her mutilated, but she's got a rose tattoo. Because she's, she's trying to find a different way to live. She has to live in the way that is not expected of her from the generation. You know what I mean? Like, the broken family already puts her at a disadvantage. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not good. Except, go ahead, Cleo. Yeah, 1942. What are you Bef- talking about? Before uh, Elizabeth moved out there. Yeah. He sent a letter. No, 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 no. Cleo vanished. He's dead. We, he killed himself. Twelve years ago. He lost his stocks and no one's golfing, so he's dead. No. He left his family. He, he faked he, his death. He left six the six women in his life. Yep, faked it. Oh, my God. He up, left his car on a bridge, and he moved to California. So that was part of the reason that uh, Elizabeth ends up out there. Oh, so she finds out he's out there? Oh, yeah. He, said, he wrote a letter to her mother. And, and what, he, he apologized. I didn't see the letter. Sure, but okay. But so let's just, I, I can't imagine what let, it was. Let, let's sorry, imagine. Sorry I killed myself 12 years ago, but hey... I'm back. That was my question. <laughs> what does the what does the letter the letter look like after a the twelve years of what I was going to ask you about? Tw- <laughs> what does the, the letter look like? Just kidding. What, what but- kind of apology? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of, of of apology can you give? Twelve years after you've been like, deal with this, right? Bye. Yeah, yeah and it was not easy. Like her mother had to. I forget what she took on, but she took on some... She was working. It's not easy... You have to support five girls. It's not easy to be a single mother at any time in history. It's not easy to be a single mother of five kids at any point in history. We're talking post-Great Depression. It is not easy... During the Great Depression. To raise, to be a single mother during the Great Depression. Right. Yeah, so... And then she accepts he's dead... He did his thing. There's no way to hold him accountable. And he writes a fucking letter. Yeah. Oh, my so, God. How's that guilt feel? How's that guilt feel, Cleo? I, I don't know if he had any guilt, really. Okay. There's not, he's not in this story a whole lot. That's but. fine. But this this exact, this this tiny moment we're talking about, Yeah. I want to pile it on. Yeah, but uh, so Elizabeth, she ran into some trouble. She's kind of almost transient at this point like not doing she's not bad she's not like homeless sure but she's doesn't have a home she's living on the outskirts of society she's living on the uh the goodwill of the people she knows isn't that nice yeah so she bounced around uh, where she spent some time in miami 
And I believe that's where she got her uh, mugshot taken. Shit. Yeah, which is, going back, how they identified the body. Right. Uh, her mugshot was taken for underage drinking, 1943. Oh, my God. So. I mean, you guys have nothing else to do. Yeah. How do you, and there's, like, nobody alive back then. <laughs> you get caught, right? There's not as many people. I mean, there's it's not like, as many people, shit. that's for sure. Right. But, uh, yeah. How obnoxious were you being? But, yeah, so she's kind of bouncing around. She's, yeah, Here, here's the date of her, uh, in Santa Barbara, she was arrested September 23rd, 1943, for underage <sighs> drinking where she was sent back to her mother in Medford. This is where I got a little confused. Go ahead. She was supposed to go back to her mother, and then she bailed out of that. Makes sense. Yeah, because... I left home on purpose. Right, and she went to Florida. Yeah. And then she met some guys, you know. Yeah, it happens. She she was a good-looking girl. Like, it was all through the reports that said she was an attractive girl. Um, I'm looking at your screen. I see her mugshot. Yeah. I mean, I can attest. I mean, I can see. That's not the best, the most flattering picture, but I get it. Right, yeah. Um, so she had a lover sure. in Florida. Sure. He died in World War II. <sighs> Florida man died in World War II. Mm-hmm. He was a pilot. God damn it. Yeah. It's a hero. Yeah. And then uh, she traveled across the country. She relocated in Los Angeles, and she, for, there's a few, we'll get into it a little bit more. Sure. But she always had uh, rumors flying about her, especially once things got into the newspapers. Right. But from what I can tell, she was always, her sweetheart was this guy that she moved to L.A. for. Okay. uh, Joseph Gordon Fickling. (laughs) who she knew from Florida, and he got transferred out there, and then it's believed why she moved out to L.A. Joseph Gordon Fickling. Yep. It sounds like a bad name to me. It's not a great name. It sounds like there's bad stuff going on with a guy named Joseph Gordon Fickling. Yeah, well, you know, all, like, assassins and stuff, you always get their middle name, too. Yeah. Like, Lee Harvey Oswald. John Wilkes Booth. Yeah, uh, blanking on who killed Lennon. Shit, me too, because, you know. Mark David Chapman. So, yes. Um, but yeah. the, the point is, the the three names is rough. Right. Even but, serial killer, like John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, I mean, because you really want to diri- differentiate. Like, this poor bastard's named John Gacy, too. Oh, but he's John Henry Gacy. Okay. Yeah, he's fine. Right. Yeah, this is fine. this is John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. You know that famous actor that's been in a million movies that America adores? Mm-hmm. Well, take on Gacy and he killed and raped men. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Great. Thank you, Illinois. Joseph Gordon Fickling, though. He's fine. That's about all he has in this story. So we went right. on that tangent. We wasted fun. too much time there. Yeah. That's fine. But that's fun. Um... But he is the reason she moved out there, most okay. likely. Sure. Uh, but yeah, she continued her lifestyle of bouncing around. Mm-hmm. She was friendly, attractive. 
got along well with everybody. Sure. She was known to kind of overstay her welcome. Mm. So, you know, when when your people are letting you into their house for the kindness of you, yeah. just like you're a good friend, like, but then you're there for a month and it's like, well, what are you doing? Yeah. Are you looking for that job? Yeah. Did, are you trying to find you, that place? Did you follow up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you trying to find that? You know, I took that phone call and I gave the message to you. You gonna, you gonna go over there? Mm-hmm. Oh, now you're mad at me because I'm being pushy? When you're in my house? I'm yeah. just I'm just kind of curious what you're up to. I, yeah. I, I paid for your food? Okay. Well, all right. Okay. So she, she, she bounced around like this for a couple of years, though, like, and... It's a way to live. It was a way to live, and she seemed to do well at it. Like, not a whole lot of complaints. I mean, the worst... If you're crashing somebody's couch for a month, and yeah. the worst thing they say is, like, oh, like, can you go back I mean, to your... Like, don't you have something to do? Yeah, hey, what's like, up? Nobody, like, was forcing her out. And honestly... But it, they were all saying... That's the benefit of being a pretty girl. Yeah. Because they want they they approach it subtle. Because like, I just like again, what are you doing? Yeah. Hey. But uh, yeah. So she uh, she found later after her body had been discovered, some of her personal notes were found that she had had prior to her murder, and that's where uh, the Fickling stuff comes from where people know that from. Damn it! But she, they had talked. They were definitely sweethearts. Sure. Like they wrote to each other and called each other honey. Oh man! Stuff like that. That's sweet. However, she's out. She's going out with other dudes. Um, Same time. Yeah. Uh. But they all said that she wouldn't. Uh, they would never get sexual. She would cool. go out to dinner, stuff like that. It almost sounds like somebody was abandoned by their father and just wants male companionship. Yeah, I guess you I'm could just say that. Throwing it out there. Yeah, could be. I mean, she also had female friends though, and like, well, so as it happens when you're an attractive girl and all of a sudden. You're going out with all these dudes, and you're not responding about... positively to their uh, oh, advances. Man, rumors start getting spread. Ah, oh, man. Like you might just be there to have a good time. You, th- yeah. You want to go grab something to eat? Sure. You know, but because... some of these dudes are getting a little uh, like, why? And can you? Why is she not into me more than that? Oh, man, can you imagine how unconsiderate dudes in 1947 are? Yeah. About a girl who just wants to hang out, eat dinner, and, like, be your friend? Not good. Well, yeah, I mean... Those guys are... I mean... It was a different time. It was a different time, so I can't say those guys aren't good, but I can tell you those guys were very frustrated. They were very frustrated. Maybe they acted like assholes. Some rumors started getting spread. Of course they did. About her being a lesbian. About her having... Man. This is the weirdest thing, because it doesn't make any sense, but... It went around that she had infantile genitalia. Go on, I guess. Uh, so basically, she had the genitalia of a child. Um. Okay. Which doesn't isn't a thing. That's not a thing. 
Who, like, what scorn lover, like, what guy dropped her off at her, the place she was staying? And I was like, she must have infantile genitalia. Why didn't she hook up with me? <laughs> Did she think I'm not good enough? Yeah. Oh, oh he's like, I must be too big for her. <laughs> you fucking loser. <laughs> Go to the war, defend your country, and die. So... What are you talking so about? So rumors like that are going around, and eventually, uh, this is later, but they say she may have had some female issues. Uh, I forget what it was. Some sort of gland gets swollen or something. I don't know. Was, uh, I don't want to look too in. I'm not a scientist. Yeah, I'm not a doctor. No, I'm not a doctor or a scientist. I'm not a doctor scientist. But so, like, the one guy that did have a sexual relationship with her said that she didn't seem to like it. So I don't know what that means, but like I'm taking <laughs> one half of those two people in that story, and like maybe he was garbage. I mean, there he's it, probably garbage. Your mind could just run rampant with whatever, right? Sure. He's like that could have been. She wasn't. <laughs> he's huffing and puffing. She's not good at this. <laughs> okay. I don't know. So it was. It's a lot of weird things. Like she's got good friends. She's well liked i mean she was uh, she wrote to her mother saying that she was an aspiring actress and that's why she was in la got it that was makes sense kind of disproven or a lot of people say that she never really tried to do that uh-huh. it was just kind of what she wrote home about and was like yeah honestly it's what you tell the family you're abandoned like no i'm working on stuff right yeah it's i like- mean and if she's she ran away to be with this guy, and he wrote back that, like, they can't be together at the time, stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, so. Yeah, can you imagine how slow and disappointing, like, right, like, the the conversations you could have now with somebody with a text message, but, like, they would have those same exact conversations. Letters. Letters. Weeks. Snail mail. Days, weeks, months. So the last letter she had written they found on her, in her items. Uh-huh. And I forget what it dated, but it was like mid-December. Okay. Uh, at that point, she'd been living with a friend and her mother through the holidays down in San Diego. And while down in San Diego, she, read, she met a man named Robert Red. That's his nickname. Red. Manly. Okay. He was a married salesman. And some say that they were dating. He said that the night they spent together, he slept in the bed and she slept on the couch. And he knew that that's how he loved his wife because otherwise God would have, you know, tempted him and stuff like that. God, what are you doing? But, so... Come on, come on God. So, Red, manly. Yeah. January 9th, 1947 drives her back from San Diego because this is when she's getting kicked out but like can you please leave type thing yeah and uh drives her back from San Diego to LA and he drops her off well he drops her off first he takes her to a Greyhound station where she says she'll be fine and he can leave her there and she just like puts some things in a locker takes some things out of the locker she won't be fine will she she will be fine from oh, there. Okay. But he refuses to leave her. He doesn't like it. He's It's in a seedy part of town, so he's like, no, no, no. I'm going to take you back in, into town. 
so they get to the uh, the Grand Avenue. Nope, that's the address. Uh, the Biltmore Hotel. Okay. In downtown Los Angeles, where she says her sister is going to meet her, and they'll wait in the lobby, and she goes to the bathroom, and he's waiting and waiting, and he's asking around for uh, her sister, and nobody knows. She says she'll be fine. He can go on. And he does. Okay. That was the last anybody had seen her. Ah, oh, man, this guy had the best, and he had the the most in-tune intuition. Like, I can't leave her here. Mm-hmm. Not tonight, not this night, not this girl, not this fucking Greyhound station. Yeah. And he does. He ends up finally being convinced by her. Like, I mean, her sister's definitely not coming. Her sister's in Medford. Yeah. And that's what, kind of what she was known for. She would... Lie. Not necessarily... Well, it would be lies, yes. She would just kind of... Massage the truth? Yeah. Fuck. Just to get kind of people to do what she, she felt needed to be done. And whether Work you're, her way into, like, staying on the couch for a night or two. Whether you're a guy or a girl, if you look... I mean, if you look pretty, like you, that's enough to push it over a little bit. It can be sometimes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so that was the last time she'd been seen alive. January 9th, 1947. The morning I described earlier was January 15th. So, it's been six days. Yeah, six days. Nobody really knows what happened in those. Like, it's still, this is unsolved to yeah. this day. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Um... And if you haven't put it together yet, this is a pretty huge case. This is the Black Dahlia murder. I thought it might be. Mm-hmm. But I figured we'd get there. Yeah. God damn it. Yep. And if you're not... Go, if, if you're... Tell them. Lay down on them. If you want to check out pictures, go for it. But they're, <sighs> they're pretty brutal. Like The only tiny one I see right now white, is not good. Yeah, the ones of her face, which I'll get to sure. uh, about how a little bit more into detail, but they're they're not good. I mean, can you imagine? I guess no one can because you would be dead. Being known for the way you were murdered, right? Fuck. I mean, fuck that. Well, I mean, I, I gave people. you a pretty detailed. You did of the mutil. Like she was mutilated. Uh huh. Like, in weird ways. Like, this is not something people had seen before. No, some guy, like, focused on her. This is a murder that would happen, like, last year in some, you know, Florida man. She was posed for people to find her. And, like... It's an episode of Dexter. Yes. And it's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. So. Back to when they found her, though. Yeah. Uh, reporters, police... Nobody handled this properly. Of course not. Everything was trampled around. People are... I mean, they're probably fucking setting up tripods, taking pictures of this shit. Yeah, they have no idea. Finally, somebody got the decency to drag a sheet over this poor woman's body. Hey, you know what, guys? In 1947, that's a person. Right, that's still a person. Like, (laughs) give her some some space. Yeah. And, yeah, it was a... But this went on for, like, the police didn't show up for a while. Like, I don't know how long it was, but it was 
definitely hours the days? press had been there uh like half, hours half a day uh, like a couple maybe an hour okay but in the meantime the press is there they're just right and crowds are go. gathering yeah not good things were so slow back then like even like what was the fastest the police could even get there you know what i mean like i mean i don't shit. know how big the city is i don't know how many police are there at the no. time um yeah, so autopsy report said that upon finding the body, it probably been 10 to 12 hours since she had been dead. She may have been raped, but that is... A may. A may. It was... The body was cleaned, like, meticulously. Yeah, this, this guy is... Man... Yeah. The attention to detail just made me, like, honestly shudder. I mean, it's like, weird. It's, uh, like, that is really weird. Because this, I mean, the whole thing is weird. Um, but, yeah, like I said earlier, she was, where she was dissected, her, like, her legs were separated from her torso. Yeah. It was between the second and third lumbar vertebra, which is something that's not I mean you don't see that in your you know your serial killer type shit unless they're very uh well down the line in their experience you know right cuz they've been doing this or it's a doctor or it's a doctor damn it and that's what a lot of people thought and a lot of people were interviewed over this uh there was hundreds of people interviewed. Hundreds of people confessed to this. Well, yeah. It's... Man, idiots. It's, like, all over the place. Um, there were cement sacks, empty cement sacks, that found around the body, like, where it was dumped. Mm-hmm. They had blood, but, like, watered-down blood mm. on them. Okay. And it seemed to be probably what the body was transported on. Sure. When it was moved from wherever the crime had taken place to this field. Okay. So, the most messed... Well, I mean, a lot of this stuff's messed up. Lots. But, I... (laughs) For me, (laughs) one of the most messed up things is how the press got some of these facts. (sighs) And this might be part of the reason that we see some of that divide nowadays. Let's bring it to us. So, like I said, the press figured out the fingerprinting stuff. Yes. So what they did with that, get the one newspaper that had access to that, got the big scoop. Sure they did. Yeah. So they called Elizabeth Short's mom, Phoebe. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And they said, hey... Beth won a beauty contest. No, 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 no. Stop. Abort. Do no. not pass go. So do, do not pass to do not get two hundred dollars. They used all this beauty Game pageant over. stuff to find out as many details as they could in a oh phone call. Oh my god. And then at the end of the phone call, broke the news. How messed up is that? You make me want to leave. And, and just go away. <laughs> it's terrible. 
And uh, the night before that, this is after the fact. Oh, my uh, God. Her mo- mother said she had a premonition that around midnight no. she was sleeping and the bed covers were ripped from her and she felt cold and she f- was all of a sudden worried and she couldn't place it. So imagine having that night, getting like, a phone call. Like, that's weird. Like, I was worried about Beth last night. Oh, she won a beauty pageant. Oh, so she must be fine. Yeah. Oh, you guys are dicks. Oh, my God. Right? That's, uh, I mean, it's all messed up. That's just, re- that's, like, cruel. Like. To get the big scoop? Like. Like, 15, like, maybe 12 to 15 people ruined that for everyone forever. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe not be totally shitty yeah. about the situation with the victim's mother. Right, yeah. Nobody can see my reaction, but I just want to express the uh, the facepalm that happened for about a good, good one to two minutes. Because what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So, the police did some decent work, though, with what they could, and they discovered what the cause of death was which was blows to the head on the uh the right the front of her face she was definitely bludgeoned blows yeah so that's not quick no that sucks hemorrhaging and all that stuff and that was what killed her was blows to the face oh my god but then all the other stuff or she may have been tortured. They're not entirely sure. So. Oh, my. Come on, guy. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, it's bad. Just stop. So, not. So, the newspaper blew up all this stuff. And that's how she ends up getting the name The Black Dahlia. There's a movie at the time called The Blue Dahlia. And okay. they said that she was known to wear black. So, and she was an aspiring actress. And, like, the newspaper ran wild with this shit. Calm down, guys. They said she was a prostitute. They Fake said, news! I mean, th- I mean, yeah. Stop! That's actually what it was. It was just, they wanted to have the new big headline on this shit. Don't give credence to people. You know, I can stand behind the media until I'm blue in the face. But it still happens. Like, shit like this is like, come on, guys. You have a job to do. Right, yeah. You're the fourth estate for a reason. Mm-hmm. You're unofficially a part of government. Get your fucking act together. Yeah, so... It's in the headlines for, like... Month. It's going on. Like, everybody's talking about it. It gets across the country. across It crosses overseas, like... It's a unique murder. Like, nobody's seen anything like this, really. Can you imagine in a time when we've talked about this before, when there's, like, nothing else to do, and this is at your doorstep, you pick this up, yeah, and you read this story? I mean, it's like if I hopped on Facebook right now, and it was just like, the Black Dahlia, they're all, she's dead. Like, it's all in your face. It's all right there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like... You sit there and you drink your morning coffee and you read the newspaper. Like, oh, this is my story today. Mm Mm-hmm. 
instead of looking at like modern times, look at some guy's sh- stupid shitty meme. Yeah. Oh, this girl got jacked in half, and I'm just gonna sit in my coffee, and eat my eggs, and read this story. I'd rather look at some memes. I think. <laughs> right. Exactly. I think so too. Yeah. Oh boy. So, a few days after the body's discovered, yes. somebody calls the uh, editor of the newspaper, the examiner, which was one of the, the big ones. I think it was the one that broke the case, or whatever you want to call harassing her mother yeah i was gonna say being totally shitty yeah and he said congratulations and stuff like that and he said he was gonna turn himself in blah blah blah. he doesn't do that no so a lot of people confess to this but some other weird stuff happens okay january 24th so a week after the body's found a suspicious envelope is delivered okay and in the envelope is everything soaked in gasoline oh my god why oh hold on i skipped a step no go back it's all good first there's a letter that comes and it's like that that stuff i don't know i've yet to see it before this you know when you see the newspaper clippings make a ransom note and stuff like that? Yeah. That's how this showed up. It was doing that? Yeah. Well, that's where this comes from then. And it said... It says... Here is Dahlia's belongings. Letter to follow. And also in that were her birth certificate, business cards, photographs... Names written on pieces of paper in an address book with the name Mark Hansen on it. And it was all soaked in gasoline. What? So that was a way to, apparently, you know, if you need to hide your fingerprints, soak it in gasoline. Because that's what it does. It, I guess oh. it breaks up the oils or something. I don't know. Well, I learned something today. So next time I'm out drowning those cats. Mm-hmm. I send my notes into the newspaper. And that is also uh, tied to the body because they think gasoline was used to clean shit the body. Damn it. All right. So, this seems pretty legit. Like, they're on board. This seems like the person that killed her. It's a thing. Is sending things. He's got her stuff clean in the same way. Everything's, you know. Yeah, I Unfortunately, I see where I might see where this is going. So they look up the guy that his name is on the address book, and she did li- live with him for a little while. Oh no! But eventually, he was like cleared. He's kind of like a uh, small-time Hugh Hefner type thing, where he had just girls living with him. How does that happen, by the way? I don't know. Unrelated to the the massacre we're listening to. I don't know. All right. 
but yeah, he's eventually cleared. So, the entire LAPD is all over this shit. This is the most exciting thing and the most, the scariest thing. It's all across the country. Yeah, Everybody's they, they like curious, like, what the fuck? Right. Yeah, so this went on. And eventually, it, like, I mean, like I said, it's still unsolved. Right. But yeah, it uh, went on. People reported, some guy said he saw a women's suit and shoes and stuff on his trash can. All right. And he reported it to the police because Good she call. was known to wear a black suit and stuff like that. Good call. And by the time the police had showed up, it was gone, though. Ah. The trash had been picked up. Like, they're just a step too late every... But it can't be that hard. It cannot be that hard to trick the police in There's 1947. A, a purse. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right? I mean, like, all you have to do is have be somewhat intelligent because most people were not... And then actually have an agenda. And if you're that fucked up, no one assumes like you'll go to all these lengths to hide your... Like, they're not... You're just operating on a different level than them. Eventually, uh, the city councilman posted a $10,000 reward for information leaving to the killer. $10,000? That sounds like a lot of money to me. It's a lot now. It would be a lot then. But in 1947... How much was that? 110, 12,000... Oh my god. Which is why probably people started pouring out of the woodwork. Right. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, I give me a hundred Yeah, I put I'll go to jail, give me all the money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I Yeah, I killed that girl. Give me your money. Thanks. So on January twenty sixth, another letter gets mailed to the examiner. Okay. This time it says here it is. You know, turning in myself. Yeah. Had fun at police, Black Dahlia, Avenger. The letter also gave a location where he turned himself in. And that didn't happen. Nobody has anything else to do. Yeah. And eventually another letter shows up and he says the killing was justified, stuff like that. Um, I mean, this is just blows up the... The newspaper in the world. It's just like... Well, yeah. It's tabloid type shit. Exactly. But at the core of it, a woman was murdered. Right. And, and like, blah, and, let's just and have fun around and it. And they're turning it into... Yeah, it's a spectacle. A story. Exactly. Because yeah. there's nothing else to talk about. Which is obscene. Because in 1947, we've already been through two world wars, but... I guess, a generation that's been through war. You know, they pay, like, like that's, you need, like, it's just, everything is, the anti, maybe it's been upped. Maybe that's the point. Well, like, we have to be extreme. Yeah. And this is extreme, and it is crazy. It'd be crazy during modern times. Yeah, I mean, it's, it would still be crazy in modern medicine. And, like, this type of surgery and stuff like that would, is not as far out of the norm as it was back then. No. Like, we're talking laser-type precision on her being cut in half. Right. And, like, nowadays, any schmuck can look up, like, the anatomy of a human being on the Internet. Right. Back then, you'd have to know stuff. You'd have to be in tune. Somebody would have had to teach you. 
or you would have had access to those books at a library or somebody who has those books. Like you would have had gone so far out of your way to know what you're doing. Right. And I kind of skipped over that, but a lot of the police did investigate local medical students and stuff like that. And like sure, and those doctors that knew uh, Elizabeth and all that sort of stuff. And they were all eventually cleared because yeah. they, they either had no motive or they just weren't there. You know? Right. They did have one guy. Okay. So also like the newspapers going wild eventually years down the line authors got crazy with this and oh my god friends of hers or so, i would say so-called friends of hers would wrote right. would write yeah. sensationalist books about right. it and how they grew up knowing her and she did this she did fuck this fuck them right they can people get trying fucked. to make a quick buck right and uh but there is one guy that he writes he wrote a book mm-hmm. about how his dad did it and he is actually still a suspect like his father is oh my god yeah like he he said that his dad like had a room that they weren't allowed to go to in the house and oh that's a red flag yeah and like uh, a bunch of weird stuff and uh, yeah so he's got that it's one of the more believed stories like a lot of them are just shot down as like no yeah like i mean like i said they had hundreds of confessions uh-huh and they would interview them and be like no yeah you're no. just you're being crazy yeah and earlier i mentioned that they they hid the true cause of death from for a long time like that bludgeoning to the face sure because if somebody pops up and says that's how it was done nothing about her being cut in half like yeah you know it's a red flag right oh they know something that we didn't give to anybody right so that's okay yeah and uh eventually it kind of dies down though dies out of the newspaper yeah people get bored it's not getting solved it was in the headlines for 35 days though front page headlines i mean like (sighs) yeah like it was a big deal they turned her murder into like a sensational like uh, into a Netflix special. Yeah. That's as what, it was that, happening. That's what they did as it just happened. Yeah, so it's pretty brutal. It's um not handled the best. And on top of it, I mean, it is weird. Like no blood at the scene of the body. All sorts of that kind of stuff. There were related murders that they think could have been the same person, though. All right, go on. Mm-hmm. So, I had never heard of these at all, but some of them got some pretty crazy names. Let's get into it. The, uh, the Cleveland Torso Murders. Okay. All right. What's that about? What the fuck does that mean? Uh, he's also known as the Mad Butcher of Kingsbury Run. Oh my god. Is an unidentified serial killer who lived and operated out of Cleveland in the 1930s. Fuck you, Cleveland. Yeah. God damn it. Well, I guess it's not 
Cleveland's fault this guy is <coughs> doing torso murders. Right. What? Yeah, excuse me? How so, many how okay, how many pieces is this guy chopping people up into? A lot. Um, god damn it. Some of their heads were never found. Oh my god, why? Yeah, and uh the the reason he's called the Mad Butcher of Kingsbury Run is because all all the bodies were found or most of the body parts that were found are in the neighborhood of Kingsbury Run in Cleveland. Oh my god, does anyone still live there? Oh yeah. Like, Move out. There were 12 bodies. Pass. Parts of bodies. You not, don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. And you want to leave. Like some of them, they're still John Doe, Jane Doe. Move to Pennsylvania. You're done with this place. Only a few of the bodies have been identified. Like, So it's just a just mass murder and no one did it and no one knows who got killed? Right, yeah. Which is crazy. The fuck? Like, I can read you a couple of quick breakdowns of this. I would Let's, love a few quick breakdowns. You want John Doe number one? Sure. September 23rd, 1935. He's found in Jackass Hill area of Kingsbury Run. Excuse me? Male body was never identified, emasculated, decapitated, head was recovered. The skin was treated with a chemical agent that caused it to become reddish and leathery. Uh, initial estimates were seven to ten days. It was later revised to three weeks for death prior to discovery what do you want next you want to go in order oh my god i guess if you want me to puke all over this table you, you want probable order of murder or order of discovery order of discovery all right number one this guy was actually identified okay edward andresy eddie he was found september 23rd 1935 jackass hill area of kingsbury run why is it called Jackass Hill? I don't know. Anyways. Andersey was found lying about 30 feet from John Doe 1. Oh. Oh. He had been decapulated and emasculated. His head was recovered. What's up with this emasculation shit? Is oh, he yeah, chopping off genitals? Oh, yeah. Uh, for the dudes, whoever this guy was, he was cutting off their dicks. Because I looked into that. Great. Yeah. Uh... John Doe too, yeah, known as the Tattooed Man. He had some very unique tattoos, and you know, tattoos weren't big. Like no, now, you, now you're almost a minority if you don't have a tattoo. I don't have a tattoo. Yeah, I do. I know. Yeah, so you know, even if you go by that small portion sample, it's fifty-fifty. Exactly. Right. Uh, but yeah, back then you were somebody. You were on the outskirts of like whatever you were doing. You were into some different stuff. Yeah. So the tattooed man, John Doe Two, Kingsbury Run, as he was found, says that he was decapitated while alive. His head was recovered. Yeah. Like this ah. guy gets into some brutal stuff, and then ah. it just stops. It just stops. Ah, and no one knows what was happening. No. Um. Elliot Ness was a big-time name in the Chicago area here. He okay. was the leader of the Untouchables. All right. Hunted down uh, Chicago gangsters. Got it. But this was, like, his case back in the day. Oh, jeez. He was the uh, the head of public safety for Cleveland. And... Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, lots of weird stuff. Um... Like, so, even, even going from there, so moving 
from Cleveland westward. Yeah. The Lipstick Murders. Okay. This is a Chicago thing. Let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Because every podcast goes back to Illinois, Zach. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so, the Lipstick Killer was... Uh, William Herons was convicted for it. Okay. And convicted as a serial killer for three murders. A lot of stuff came out after that. I bet. He's looking like he didn't do it. But he served three life sentences for it. Oh, my God. And basically everybody said he didn't do it. So what the fuck are we doing here, guys? He got uh, kind of... Uh, yeah, I mean, this is kind of messed up. Good job, Illinois. I mean... Good job, Chicago. He's not entirely innocent. What does that mean? He was a burglar and stuff like that. But that's he, not a murderer. Well, he, he... Maybe? He was a little shady. All right. But... The way they came about everything was he was drugged up with uh, sodium pentothal. For those that don't know, what does that do? It's the uh, truth serum that they used in the 40s and has since been just known as a barbiturate. Okay. So he just got high as fuck. And he's like, I'm going to say whatever. Yeah, and he was tortured. And by the police. Oh my god, good job. And he wasn't the only one tortured. For good job. This good either. job, Chicago. And he just confessed. And yeah, because what are you gonna do when you're being tortured in your highest fuck? I mean, there's a lot more to this, but like, I don't want to get too far into it because we could do an entire thing on this. And maybe, it's just kind maybe, of crazy. Maybe we will. Yeah. I mean, but, I don't want to. I don't want a weird and freaked episode. Well, maybe I. I think I do. Like a, a weird and freaked episode is like this. Chicago police, pretty weird, right? Well, he's oh, okay. Not, he's not from Chicago. He's from Evanston. Oh well, I mean, okay, fair yeah. point. But we're there. I think it was Evanston. I wonder who convicted him. I don't know. Yeah, well, f- yeah, later. Um, but yeah, so... What happened was, he was a burglar, and he was a smart kid, apparently, and he used to just go out and steal burglar... Burglarize burglarize, people yeah, for, uh, yeah. It's a way to blow off steam, I guess. I mean, he had some problems at home. I bet. But, um... Uh, the, there were a few brutal murders that happened and that they seemed to have been caught up in uh, as if somebody had stumbled upon a burglar. Alright. Like he was doing shit and then they just walked up like, oh, what's going on? Yeah, that's... Are you robbing this house? Uh, maybe. Right, yeah. No, this is my TV. Yeah, so... I'll just read through quickly what uh yeah go ahead the murders that happened so josephine ross was uh 43 years old okay she's found dead in chicago she had been repeatedly stabbed and her head was wrapped in a dress oh my god she was presumed to have surprised an intruder who then killed her dark hairs were found clutched in her hand indicating a struggle with her the intruder yeah uh, her fiance had an alibi, as did all former boyfriends, husbands. Because that's where you look. Right. That's where you have to go. Next, Francis Brown, a divorced man, was discovered with a knife. Wait, 
divorced woman. Mm. Was discovered with a knife lodged in her neck and a bullet wound to the head. Jesus, dude, pick one. Yeah. How about none? That's my choice. Zero of those choices. She was discovered after the cleaning lady heard, noticed the door was open and heard the radio playing. She had been savagely stabbed. I think the drawing I'm going to do for this episode is just a facepalm. It's like, oh my God. But this is where the these murders get their name. All right. For heaven's sake, catch me before I kill more. I can't control myself. was written in lipstick on the wall. Oh my God. Then, oh my God. Then, Suzanne Degnan, January 7th, 1946. Six-year-old. What? Discovered missing from her first floor bedroom in Edgewater. <sighs> Police found a ladder outside her window and a ransom note. What did that say? So, it was written in uh, random caps and lowercase. And it said, get 20,000 ready and wait for word. Do not notify FBI or police. Bills in 510 burn this for her safety. Clever. Yeah, so somebody would call for the ransom. And this was later, like, the ransom note was real. But some kids got busted for trying to collect on the ransom. <sighs> Because they overheard police talking about it. Good All job. All this stuff. Yeah, good job, guys. So. Let's make it worse. Hey, you know, did you ever hang out with your friends? And you're like, let's make it worse. I mean, I probably have, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I don't know, man, how many murder ransoms did you try to collect? Oh, your no, nothing that bad. Yeah, so pretty, pretty worse. Pretty worse. All right, and how this all comes back to uh, the Black Dahlia. Yes. All right, so how this was connected to the Black Dahlia was uh, about a month later after oh, February 10th. Okay. Another body was found in yeah. L.A. Hmm. And it was... The body was found nude and badly beaten and written on her in lipstick. It said, fuck you, B.D., and the letters T-E-X were below that. Fuck you, B-D. Uh-huh. T-E-X. So, some people think that it was fuck you, Black Dahlia. Others lean to as being a poorly drawn P-D, standing for the police department. Okay. So, that kind of goes... Back to the Chicago thing with the catch me, like, for God's sake, catch me. Right. He had just weird sayings and lipstick. Right. It was written in lipstick. Uh, there were also striking similarities in the handwriting that came from the Black Dahlia Avenger note that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And with the uh, ransom note for... The six-year-old. 
Okay. I don't know if there's ever an appropriate time to mention this, but the six-year-old was also eventually found uh, cut into pieces. I mean... So, we got somebody coming from Cleveland, Chicago, L.A., with a pretty common kind of thread there, with all these things being mutilated. Right. That's how I, I, what I mentioned earlier with uh, that precision, you only know that if you're a doctor, or if you've been cutting up people for a long time. Right, this is just what you do. Yeah, so if you if you because back in the day they would dissect people. Well, they dissect um, you know cadavers to teach themselves. Mm-hmm. So unless this guy was educated in dissecting cadavers in a college atmosphere, he was learning this shit by himself. Yeah. Great. So how many bodies did he dispose of that no one found? Who knows? They only found parts of some in Cleveland, if it's the same guy. Right. But, like, who knows? There wasn't that many people around back then. So the odds that you would be a psychopath are very slim. What are you doing? Come on, man. So, eventually, uh, I mean, this case is still open, but I don't think they... It's been... Anybody who could have known or could have killed these people is long dead. Right. Uh, Elizabeth would have been 90... What? She'd be in her 90s now. She could have made it, and she could have had a family and grandkids, but she didn't get it, because she died... Because how old was she again? In her 90s. She was born in 1920? But when she... 22? I forget what I said. When she was murdered, was she... Oh, 1947. She was 22, so... All right, so... She was born in 1925, then. Or four, depending on the month. I mean, my my grandma was born in 23. Mm-hmm. So she could have had a whole... Man, the fuck, guys? Right. So the thing that really ties it together was uh, 1980, some new evidence uh, tied into those Cleveland Torso murders. Okay. With a suspect named Jack Anderson Wilson, who also went by... Arnold Smith. Why he, he was investigated uh, by a detective in relation to Elizabeth Short's murder. Okay. Apparently, this guy that, that this detective that worked on this for years. This is 1982 now. No. Or 1980. Um, he was about ready to arrest the man. And then he died. What stopped him? He died. The man that he was going to arrest died in a fire. Did he die in a fire? Yeah. Or did he plan this fire? Did they have his body? That's a good point. I don't know. They probably had his body. Or they probably had a body. I I, I mean, I assume they... They checked that out. They did. I mean, if this guy was like, this guy killed the Black Dahlia, they uh, checked it out, I think. But yeah, that's kind of where it all all ends. With all the like most legitimate type stuff to look at. Pretty I mean, wild. Pretty weird. I mean, it's just insanity. Oh, it's all over the place. So... So the Black Dahlia. Yeah, between... Yeah, 
So the theme of the podcast I've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Humans are the real monsters, right? Yeah. Humans are the real monsters. I mean, it hey, certainly seems like in this one. How like, many how many how many people did Como kill? None. Zero. How many people did the Enfield Horror kill? Just that guy's shoes. Yeah. <laughs> so he bought new ones. Goodbye shoes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's I'm it's, pretty sure the Momo didn't kill anybody. We haven't talked about him yet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is a weird one. Like, I could go... We could do, like, an entire month on all the offshoots. We could do, and we could scatter them about. It's almost too much. Like, it gets... Right. Well, this could be the beginning of, like, an overarching thread where we just kind of come back to it once in a while. Because what do we do? We just cracked it open. It's insanity. It's an unopened case. She was decimated, left to be found. Yeah. Just, and just it just keeps piling on because, God, that police and news media connection. Yeah, I mean, ah, read through the lipstick murders. Uh, yeah, and how insane do you have to be, where your killings become known as the lipstick murders? Well, this is comic book shit, but it happened. Well, but it actually is comic book shit, I think, because oh no, that's the. Which one? The Cleveland Torso murders. What did it say at the top of the... There's part of the Wikipedia article about it. It says, Tattooed Man redirects here for the DC Comics character. Go to this. (laughs) Great. Yeah. Well, there we are. I mean... Humans and murder. I don't know if it's more weird or feared, but... Both. I mean, the way, the the way that somebody handled her body, is to be feared. It is. I don't know how far you ever watched into Dexter. Not that far. All right. I mean, you'll get the idea. I mean, this is just a Dex. It's just, this is literally somebody he would go after, get his attention, and go kill because this person has an agenda. They're motivated. They oh, yeah. have killed multiple people. And somebody has to stop them. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, yeah, that's not good. And if this person was never found. They haven't been. They just were, yeah, Unless right. they think it was that guy that died in a fire, which. Yeah, how do you know? Yeah. Which means they could have went on to have a family, stopped killing, retired, and just had a whole different life. There's no way to ever know. Right, yeah. Man. Mm-hmm. It's Dark tough. stuff. It's tough to think about. I got amped up on the way over here to talk about it. Did you? By listening to the Black Dahlia murder. I was, yeah, I was going <laughs> yeah, to say, of course. Yeah. yeah. Do we have rights to play all those songs? Let's not do that. No, we don't. Yeah, we don't. But, I mean, yeah, right? God damn it. Yeah, I mean. I mean, it's way darker than you could, I mean, murder, yeah. Surprise. I mean, this is dark. Is it's this the tough. Darkest thing we've talked about. It's tough. We went there. To, we went there in episode. It's probably going to be what is it going to be? Probably episode seventeen. I don't know. I think so. This so, is episode seventeen. The one we're doing right now, I think, is oh, episode yeah. seventeen. Yeah. Okay. So like we well, took so us. This is, this is the darkest one we've we done. We got right? there. Yeah. yeah. Unless we well, can. Well, that's why I said yeah. this one's going to be different. It's. Yeah. Feared man. Yeah. We, we got there. 
because like I said, there's some weird stuff about it though too. Like, yeah, the fact just if you got the stomach for it, I do because I mean I can turn it terrible. I can can turn it off. uh, Right. Yeah. Yeah, but the pictures are pretty brutal, especially if you're just a black and white image. Like they're nothing to. That's almost worse. Yeah. There's no color. It's just the arrangement and the disfiguration. Mm-hmm. Pretty sick stuff. It's horrifying. All right, so my next episode is going to be about unicorns. Yeah. I'm uh, going to talk about something real nice. I'm going to talk about the most ridiculous monster I can find, I think. Go for it. Because <laughs> going into all this serial killer stuff. I know. We, we can do another serial killer eventually, but... Like, They'll come... They, well, there's like... You know, I have a... I have an... Uh, um, like, when it comes to serial killers... I'm always conflicted, but not really. It's almost like I want to know that it happened, but I want to give them zero attention. Like, just like, I don't need to know who you like. Fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. What what can I mean? I can't stop them. So the most I can do is like, like we got Ted Bundy tapes now on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And there's debates about whether, you know, Zach Efron is too pretty to play a beautiful man. It's like fuck you guys. Like what? he's a he's a mo- right. Like are they glorifying him because people always consider him a charming, attractive guy? Right, and Isn't he's that being like played. Kind of got. That's why he was able to do. What did I even talk about? This isn't the same thing at all. But about like a pretty girl being able to like just kind of go throughout life, getting places to stay, being nice. Well, imagine yeah. a fucked up human being that is a man, handsome, charming, seductive, mm-hmm. just goes on a killing spree. Right, yeah. It's a factor. So to have like a, a like a handsome guy play him, that makes sense. Yeah, what did you? Who do you want to play him? I mean, it can't be Danny DeVito. Who's who, the, he's uh, a cool guy, but he can't play a serial killer. Wisconsin guy that was in Chicago. Killer. Oh, I think I'm just thinking of Bundy again. It might be Bundy. Yeah. I thought he was Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay. And he just traveled back and forth. Yeah, I'm just thinking shit. of the same guy. Yeah. And, like he was. That was his thing. He was known to be like. Didn't they catch him? They caught him in like. Didn't they, they catch ca- him in like Florida? He was all over the place. They like caught him with a guy that was like screaming, "He's trying to kill me!" Like naked in the street or something like that. Oh my god! And he was just like, "No, it's a lovers' quarrel." And they were just like, oh. "I'm not no." And he was just like, "Oh, okay. Well, you guys go figure it out then." But I've gone out of my like. I could go deep into this shit. But I avoid those fuckers because I don't need to know. I don't need to know that you're eating people. And then you get to go on trial and spout all of your bullshit. Like, just, it's it's a lot. And I feel it feeds into, like, mass shootings because you know if you kill a lot of people. And mass shooters are just serial killers in one day. I was thinking Dahmer. There you go. Okay, so Dahmer, Wisconsin. I think it was, was I think it was like Milwaukee, Chicago. John Wayne Gacy, Gacy, Illinois. Yep. See, it all comes back to Illinois. It all, even when we go into serial killers, they all come back to this fucking state. What is going on here? I don't know where Ted Bundy's from. Look it up. We'll get it. He died in Florida. He's from. He was born in Burlington, Vermont. Where did he spend most of his days? Hmm. It's a hard thing to search for, I know. 
California, Colorado, Florida, Idaho, Oregon, Utah, Washington, or where he was convicted of murders. All right. So just all over. Yeah. Great. There's a lot of states you listed, by the way. It was seven, I think. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, I did uh, I barely... I would have liked to touch on this better. You still can. But it, uh... This is one murder that spawned off into all sorts of stuff. Like, the serial killers. We can definitely get into that one of these days. Yeah, I mean, it's the only place I would want to because... Like, fuck those guys. Like, I get... Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Like, for historical significance, they matter. Because they helped shape the whole, like, profiling department of the FBI. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bundy kept going because nobody... That he didn't fit their goddamn profile until he did, and they changed their profile. Yeah. Oh, he could be a handsome guy who's smart and charming. He's not a slum basement dweller. No, he's a guy who knows what he's doing, and he... Well, and I, it's not and good. that goes back into some of the, what I talked about here with the Black Dahlia. Like, there was a... William Herons, the guy that confessed to um, these lipstick murders. Yeah. They would say that they saw this guy leaving the scene of the crime, and he looked like this, this, this. And then uh, William Herons didn't look like any of those. And he's convicted. So... Yeah, there's a lot to read into that, though. Yeah. And... It sounds like then people were like, no, that definitely wasn't him. And then the police would be like, oh, no, it's him. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, no, that's him. They just want a guy. Yeah, so they got their guy. And there was actually somebody that confessed to those murders. And when... Would they do buy him candy? Like, you're no, you didn't do it. He eventually redacted it, but he confessed to it in, like, new details. And then the newspaper sensationalized this... 17 year old kid that did it instead and then everybody just forgot that this guy was like yeah I know it was me and then he was like oh, oh my god never mind it was that guy he's like okay well he's like I tried yeah okay. I mean there's a lot of that in, in this entire case though it's all over the place um yeah yeah, but I mean, this episode we cracked it open to start getting into the uh, the more morbid. Again, we all know who the real monsters are. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, somebody cut up that that girl. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a fucking Bigfoot. It was not. It was not a Bigfoot. <laughs> Maybe multiple Bigfoot. It was not multiple Bigfeets. This just sounds like Bigfoot. Anti-Bigfoot propaganda. Wow. You know who committed the Black Dahlia murder? <laughs> the Bigfeet. A clan of Bigfeet. What? In, in Hollywood. Yeah, we call them a big money, bunch of big money monsters. <laughs> they tried to dump the body in the La Brea tar pits, but they decided to cut out her tattoo and put it in her vagina <laughs> and leave her in the park. Those fucked up Bigfeet. Oh yeah. my God. They're the worst. What the fuck? All right, well... 
All right. It's a lot to think about. <laughs> yeah, this was weird and feared, baby. Yeah, I'm weird. That's feared. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, yeah, yeah. You want to contact us or tell us what we're drinking? Maybe we'll post those polls all the time. Maybe you've seen them before this episode. Maybe. Yeah, whatever. But you can follow us on Instagram at Weird and Feared. Email uh, us to tell us. Maybe there's crazy stories or unsolved murders you would like us to address and get into. Yeah, I mean, if you got some good ones, I'd... Right? I mean, the problem is, I bet there's a lot of unsolved murders. There are. And I don't know about them. Mm -hmm. So if you want to make the world a better place... Email us at weirdandfearedpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on the slide into our DMs on the Instagram. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, have fun. Think of happy things and happy thoughts. Yeah. And uh, you never know when you're going to get cut in half. You never know when you're going to get cut in half. But uh, avoid that the best that you can. Yep. And uh, stay spooky. Stay spooky.